Warning, the following podcast is a shit show, and the individuals you are about to meet are idiots. Their opinions, anecdotes, and advice contain zero nutritional value. This is the critical human condition and all of its strangeness. This is life, according to an idiot. Uh, let me know when you're going again. We're going. This is some new stuff for you guys. By the way, hi, I'm Jeremy. Hello, I am Kaylee. This is a change of pace from a regular format. We're going to try to do these these mini-sodes. Yeah. That was our, we coined that term. No one's ever used that before. <laughs> we figured we wait too long to, epis- to, to episodic, to, to episodic. Epi- to episodic you. <laughs> Whenever we episoditize you, we yeah. uh, take too long. Yeah, we take too long to inform you on things. So we decided to do mini episodes to fill the gaps in between. So you guys are still getting content from us and you don't miss us too much and maybe don't forget about us. Yeah, gross. That's such a Don't mom thing to say. <laughs> Don't you Don't forget you about me. Forget about me. We want to keep you guys addicted to our sweet asses 24-7, yeah. 35 days a week. Inject this into your veins, pa. <laughs> <laughs> Said the heroin user to his heroin user father. Basically, the format of what these mini episodes are going to be is we don't do so much of the bibble babble first. Uh, the usual segments like the Tinderellas and the Science Corners, we're going to save for our full length episodes. These are strictly going to be based on stories or topics that we find interesting that maybe wouldn't fill a full length episode. Exactly, yeah. So these are more of the shorter topics, maybe like half the time of the regular episodes. I hope you guys enjoy it. Please let us know uh, how it affected you viscerally by emailing us afterwards psychologically (laughs) give us an evaluation be evaluated after you hear this and then tell us how it goes so i'm just gonna jump into it you're gonna hear a lot of my voice so sorry it's not it's a dream come true (laughs) you're welcome so this is a real life orphan story i'm so glad you said that because i'm so tired of the fictionalized orphans that we're always hearing about i know oliver twist uh, I think Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. He wasn't an orphan, but he was close to it. He had he had, <laughs> he had so many grandparents. There's no way. But he'd none be of them were none of them were supportive. You know, they were all living off of his parents who were busy working. Yeah. Couldn't give attention to him. That's true. They were so, all in bed. Spiritually he was an orphan. Sure. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> the famous orphan, Charlie yes. from Willy Wonka. From Willy Wonka. Uh, Willy Wonka. I don't know. Annie? That's an orphan, right? Yeah, Annie. Annie, yes. Yeah, she's like the token orphan. I don't know why I didn't think of that first. Yeah. Oliver well, Twist and Charlie. I'm talking about the orphan movie in particular that came out probably, what, five? I have no gauge of time. I would say probably f- ten years se- ago now. Seven nine yeah, around ten there. some amount of years ago that's been a while but basically the premise of this movie was it that was a horror film. it was a horror film where a family uh really wanted to have a kid and for some reason the mom couldn't she already had one daughter and there was like complications with that so they decided to adopt another daughter and she was probably around 10 or so she was a relatively little girl what happened was the girl was fucking psychotic and she tried to kill the mother and was trying to seduce the father and like kill the daughter too. Yeah. And they found out towards the end of the movie, spoiler alert, that it was a grown ass woman mm-hmm. who stopped growing and was able to mask herself as a little girl. She still uh, like had the attributes of a prepubescent 
female. Yeah, she was grown, looked young, passed herself off as a young girl. So she was the ultimate con. Yeah, to be adopted. And she did that a few times before. Right. So this happened in real life not too long ago. In the case of Christine Barnett, who is 45, and her husband, 43. He doesn't have a name, so don't worry about it. His name is 43. (laughs) Uh, This actually happened after that movie. And they are being charged with abandoning their nine-year-old daughter for three years in Indiana and fleeing to Canada. What so, terrible parents. What terrible parents. You probably read that headline and be like, abandoning a nine-year-old daughter. I hope they get the chair. Right. How could she survive for three years? So before all of this kind of controversy happened with the orphan, mm-hmm. the Barnetts were very experienced foster parents. They had an autistic son who published his first paper, academic paper, at 12 and was in university by the age of 15. Whoa. And he's actually like written his own book and had that published about his experience being autistic. So they're coined as really amazing parents in the community, very loving yeah. people. They really cared about children. The mom had had children before, but she still wanted to take care of kids, so she was doing the fostering thing for a while. Because of this, they were approached back in May of 2010. There was an emergency adoption situation of a Ukrainian girl who was six years old. Uh, Her name was Natalia Grace. That's a porn star name. So (laughs) Carry on. Natalia Grace. (laughs) And the situation with the adoption was a little bit weird. Uh, She was 25. Right. We have an emergency adoption for a 25-year-old woman. (laughs) No no problem. I'm on it. Spoiler alert. So the parents had no hesitation in adopting her. They always wanted a large family. They always wanted a larger child that was 25. Right. (laughs) (laughs) They were informed that Natalia had a bone growth disorder, spondyl epimetaphysal disorder. Plasia. That sounds like a sorority. Yeah, something like that. Metaphysal dysplasia. Essentially what this disorder did is it caused a short stature, skeletal abnormalities, and vision problems. Oh, okay. They had pretty much no details about her other than she was from the Ukraine. She was six and she kind of had this disorder. Yeah. Uh, they only had 24 hours to adopt her. The previous adopted parents suddenly gave her up for undisclosed reasons. And she only had 24 hours before she would be deported back to the Ukraine. Yeah. So they were like, of course, of course, good we'll people. take care good of people. this girl. Sound, they the sound like good people. I'm yeah. so glad they're in jail now. Or <laughs> they're, they're being charged. Yeah, so glad. Hold hold your judgments. We're okay. going to work through this whole story. It's, okay. a, it's a roller coaster ride. Okay, okay. Um, so within a year, Christine, the mom, claims that Natalia tried pushing her into an electric fence, oh. poured bleach into her coffee, oh. and threatened to stab them in their sleep. This was how soon after adopting her? A year. She is so not under deep cover. No, she's... <laughs> like, not even remotely covert. At this point, she's seven. So Work like, harder, like Natalia. When, yeah, within like, a year. Do better. Yeah. Natalia's just, like, getting the bleach out. Straight up, just like, I'm going to stab you. <laughs> you know how seven-year-olds can be. <laughs> I don't know, but at the same time, like, if you grew up in a really shitty situation... That's true. If they're foster parents, they're used to kids that come out of bad situations with baggage, you know, emotional, behavioral issues. Right. She probably right. learned that from somewhere. Well, you know. in her 26 years of being alive, however old she is, a grown-ass woman. Right. This is a quote from Christine, the mom. Quote, she was standing over people in the middle of the night. You couldn't go to sleep. We had to hide all the sharp objects. 
unquote. Wow. That's fucking crazy. That's bizarre. Because so far, though, it's really like life imitating art at this point. Yeah. It's like the movie. It's like the movie. I wonder if she saw been... the movie and was like, this is the perfect uh, yeah. plan. But we're not going to hold judgment yet. That's right. Another quote from the mom. The media is painting me to be a child abuser, but there is no child here. Unquote. Good point. Another quote. Natalia was a woman. She had periods, adult teeth, never grew a single inch, which would happen even with a child with dwarfism, unquote. Uh, <laughs> it was just really creepy. Jesus. Can you imagine like trying to do that marking thing on the door? And it's just and the, it's same, just, it's all the, the time. same constantly. Yeah. yeah. Well, can you imagine like bathing a child and they have pubic hair and all t- adult teeth? Well, I'm glad you said that because she said she was alarmed giving her the first bath because she already had pubic hair. Jesus. And she was six. She was like, whoa, what What are they feeding you in the Ukraine? Oh, right. <laughs> That's so creepy. That is a thing, though. Like, six is very young. But for children, like young girls that don't have a supportive father figure, yeah. they can go into puberty extremely young. That's part is that of, a like, real thing? Yeah, it's part of like an uh, adaptive strategy. I learned it in lifespan development. If you don't have like a supportive family, then biologically you can't invest more in yourself and your body so instead your body's like shit this is stressful we need to produce like now we need to reproduce we need to get this going that can protect us exactly whereas if you have like a supportive father yeah then your body doesn't necessarily have that stress going on and so you're able to fully mature or take your time maturing because you have somebody supporting you already wow that's that's really really wild yeah i thought that was really interesting too they did studies on it and yeah i thought that was really cool that's not necessarily off base but six does seem like really young six seven seems really young yeah but at the same time they could have gotten the aging wrong because she was from the ukraine and like the paperwork was all wonky right so she might not have been exactly six she could have been maybe six and a half which you know that's that's when the pubes grow in (laughs) as you know right Um, i don't know she could have been 10 let's say and 10 you know it's more plausible where you would be going through puberty if you had an extremely stressful childhood situation and hormone stuff like that when it comes to medical issues including reproductive you have anomalies all the time like mm-hmm. i think the young wasn't like the youngest woman to ever give birth woman the youngest female to ever give birth was like eight yeah so like it's all over the place you know shit happens but it is odd it would alarm me too but right. it's not necessarily conclusive of her being a woman either right and it's, by the way by shit happens i don't mean like eight-year-olds skip pregnant shit happens that's that, that's not normal that clarification <laughs> i want to make sure people know that hey whatever shit happens in the sense that the, biologically the, yeah There's, the hormones are wonky and they're yeah. not the same for everybody yeah a glitch in the matrix yeah so christine gives more proof and that she is a woman she said that she hated dolls and toys she preferred the company of teenage girls and used sophisticated speech way beyond someone of her age which I don't necessarily think of as her being an adult either. I didn't like dolls really right. either. Like I did, but not in the way other girls did. And I always preferred people older than me too. Right. I didn't. I hated playing um, with people my age. Certain kids don't sync up with, you know. Yeah. And I always sought out people older than me. That you viewed as more mature. Yeah. Everyone like kind of develops differently. And some people are just more drawn to like the authoritative or like more mature, yeah. you know, figure. And you want to be dominated? Oh, yeah. Socially. <laughs> I want to be socially dominated. <laughs> she could be 10, though. We she don't know for sure. 
can. Yeah. And sophisticated speech, too. Like, you kind of take up speech from what's around you. And if they don't know what her situation was before, who's to say she wasn't exposed to that? That's true. So now, Was I'm, it sophisticated English? Because she was from the Ukraine, supposedly. It was English. Another point that she makes in there is that she had no trace of a foreign accent or understanding oh. of her home language. Oh. But I looked into that, too, and apparently that's not uncommon either of children moving away from their home country. It's part of like a stress response. They can completely forget their home language, but still not know English. I have that problem sometimes. Yeah, right? (laughs) But again, like that would be alarming. Totally. For a mom, like you don't know that. Well, considering everything else as well, she's got all her teeth. She's developed pubes and- um, She likes old people. Right, and but also also (laughs) she's standing over people in the middle of the night. She put bleach in coffee. Like at some point you gotta be like, okay, let's get- Somebody in here. Let's uh, get a therapist. uh, Or at the very least, a priest. Right, a priest. Uh, So doctors confirmed, after the fact, after all these warning signs, the doctors confirmed that she was suffering a severe psychological illness only diagnosed in adults. Oh, doctors confirmed that she's scary as fuck. Yeah, it gets even (laughs) worse. She was jumping out of moving cars, smearing blood on mirrors, Mm. hearing voices, and doing things you can never imagine a child doing. Okay. And I feel like, yes, those are all really scary things, but also... Also, what you just mentioned were were things that I couldn't imagine a child doing. There aren't things I would imagine an adult doing either. Well, you can imagine anybody doing anything. Yeah, like, of course you wouldn't imagine a child doing that. If you're like some bleeding heart mother, you're going to see every child as an angel. Right. You know, a miracle, a gift, especially if you have problems with conceiving. Oh, yeah, good point there, too. Every child's a gift. So, of course you're not going to think... A child is going to smear blood all over stuff. Like, that's right. not your thought on what a child is going to do because you think every child's a gift. So far, you've overlooked every other red flag. So, of course, you're going to be like, I can't believe she's smearing blood in the mirrors now. And I mean, like, with severe psychological disorders, I'm not going to say it's common, but it's not unheard of either. So any kind of irrational behavior, it's not uncommon for that to be tied to a, a serious psychological issue. Definitely. And she was diagnosed with one. Yeah, it's only diagnosed in adults, but that doesn't necessarily mean that she's an adult. Maybe the doctors didn't know what the hell they were talking about. That's what I like to believe in. (laughs) Uh, The doctors are very sketchy in this story, too, because they took her to the family physician that Mm -hmm. they have to order a bone density test to determine the age, and the results suggested she was at least 14 years old or older. I mean, like, that... 14, yeah, sure. Like, I guess that would kind of fall into everything that she's experienced. So, like, not crazy. Not exactly the daughter you wanted. Right. But she's from the Ukraine. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the birth certificate was, she's like, all import. fucked. And, yeah, the physician stated that she described how she was going to kill all the family members and that she had no remorse about it. And Natalia was going as far as to describe it as fun. To the doctor? To the doctor and, like, the staff. Yeah, so the reason that the family physician was so sketchy, when they took her to the hospital in 2012 after she had, like, had the bone density done, the doctor was such a close friend of the parents. He wrote a statement for their case that Natalia's 2003 birth date was clearly inaccurate and that Natalia had made a career out of pretending to be a young child. He said that Natalia had fooled him, her parents, and other physicians. So the doctor's letter was really scrutinized because it wasn't at all like a professional... It wasn't objective. It it wasn't written in a professional way. A professional physician 
with any kind of credibility would not write a letter in that fashion. Too emotionally charged, I, yeah, th- I would too, imagine. Yeah, okay. too emotional, not objective at all. He said fuck three times in the letter. Yeah. She said that they did attend therapy together, finally. Yeah, and <laughs> that was she... <laughs> the, last, the last option. Great. Last ditch effort. And she would scoff at the childish bonding exercises, <laughs> which I think is kind of hilarious. That's great. That's Because, fantastic. like, if she is 14, of course she's she going to do that. She would scoff. If the therapist thought, you know, this is some 10-year-old and treating her like a 10-year-old, I'd be fucking pissed, too. Sure. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to... What do I look like? I just heard the whole time. I don't know about you, but, like, in middle school... Oh, you know, scoff city. Yeah, if anyone like associated me with a grade younger, I'd be like, "Fuck you!" Yeah, yeah. You know, that's that's such a huge maturity difference, and like even a year being thought that you're four years younger, even at that age, like you're gonna be so pissed off. I'd be pissed off if somebody did that to me now. The issue is though that she still isn't articulating that she's fourteen. Like she's she isn't. uh, She probably doesn't know. But look at the her her use of language as the mom implies is she's super articulate. Right. So you'd think she'd be able to say, like, oh, I am not a child. But if she was, like, that young being brought over, she probably doesn't know. Yeah, for sure. She's not a, a grown woman impersonating a child. Are you kidding right, me? Right, yeah. She's just a weird-looking kid with all of her teeth, pubic hair, murderous intentions, <laughs> dense-as-hell bones, an adult psychological condition, and she refuses to bond with me. That's all it is. But you can see how it's like from both sides. Like, well, is the mom right? Or is the child just a child who's mistreated? Or is that a grown-ass woman? I think I would probably put my brakes at the bone density test. So there's still more to this story. I don't I don't want you getting ahead of yourself oh, no. here. Okay. Do so... we ever get to learn about this nameless husband? His name's Michael. Oh, he, oh, he has a I name. I think that's what he said okay. his name was. That's disappointing. I thought it'd be... He's not very important. We're yeah. all we're we're all concerned about the mom because they're the only ones that love the children. Okay. So <laughs> okay, yeah. fair. In twenty twelve, the mom applied to have Natalia's age corrected to twenty two hmm. so she could receive adult psychiatric help. She should be what, eight now, supposedly? Yeah. Based on the birth certificate they were given, she should be eight. Yeah. But the bone density showed that she was fourteen. Okay, yeah. So 2012 was when the police first began asking questions, and they were trying to establish whether an immigration fraud took place before the Barnetts had any involvement with Natalia. Oh, so they think she still came from from the Ukraine? Yeah. Okay. They just think that she came under, like, false information. Yeah, yeah okay. false pretenses. In June of 2012, the Barnetts appealed to have her age changed. The judge accepted the couple's allegations and revised Natalia's date of birth to 1989, which would change her age from 8 to 22. Stop to consider the jump of time. 8 and 22. Yeah, that's wild. That's disturbing. And the bone density only said that she was at least 14. There isn't really anything indicating that she's that old other than maybe her psychiatric disorder. But the age that they chose, 22, was under question because that happens to be the age where you're no longer responsible for your dependents. Well, I don't blame them. They want to get rid of that crazy person. Yeah, they changed it to 22 and they would have absolutely no more responsibility for her anymore. So that was thrown into question, too, on, on why they chose specifically 22. That's so understandable. Like, come on, guys. Let's mm-hmm. just make her 22. I, me, Jeremy, I'll talk to the judge. Yeah. I'll be like, hey, man, listen. 
let's be real here. This is some spooky stuff, mm-hmm. and we should put an end to it right now. So the judge was ruling in favor with the parents on this, and she was legally responsible for herself. The Barnetts decided to rent an apartment for Natalia, and they placed her under the supervision of a state health care provider. I'm sure that was the utmost quality yeah, of, right? of psychiatric care. <laughs> Natalia started causing problems at the property and was evicted. The Barnetts decided to step in again to prevent her from getting homeless. And oh, they're start... too nice. They're too nice. I know. I, I almost don't mean that as a compliment. Yeah. This is a scary person. Stop. Yeah. Uh, she started renting a new apartment for her in the area. Barnett said that she was communicating daily with Natalia and even came up with a plan for Natalia to enroll in college to get her high school diploma and study cosmetology. They co-signed the lease, paid for the rent up front for a year, helped with the groceries, bought furniture for her, for her apartment. You know what? Let me give them my information. Yeah, right? Hey, what's up? I'm seven. Help. How you doing? (laughs) Help. I'm poor too. (laughs) But yeah, she said that She was, like, optimistic. She felt good. They had, like, a concrete plan for her. She had food stamps. She had Social Security income. She demonstrated, apparently, that she was able to live on her own. That same year, they decided to move to Canada so that Jacob, their autistic son, could attend the Perimeter Institute for Theoretical Physics in Waterloo, Ontario, leaving Natalia behind at her rented apartment. Though, by then, Barnett says Natalia had vanished and stopped returning her calls. So some manic episode. Yeah, probably. Barnett feared Natalia had stopped taking her medication and was probably posing as a child again for another unsuspecting family. That's so creepy. That's that's so creepy, that concept, to willingly do that. They said that they found a little pink dress in her closet and a little pink bicycle parked beside her house. Yeah. Oh my God, I hate that. But what if she literally thinks that she's a child? I think she doesn't think she's a child. Maybe psychologically a part of her does want to be a child. But I think she knows the difference. Right. It's just more of like a, a lifestyle choice. Yeah. And Natalia is getting exactly what she wants, which is she can be dependent financially on somebody else. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Assuming that she's not 14. Barnett said that she wanted to force her back into treatment, but she couldn't do that anymore because she was technically an adult. She stopped communicating with the Barnetts. Uh, they did get a letter in the mail stating that she had changed... Michael, the husband from the beneficiary of her social security income to somebody else that they didn't know. Uh, okay. And the last time that they had spoken on the phone, she said that she was cooking spaghetti for her new family. So wait, 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 hold on. She was cooking spaghetti? Yeah. So who's letting an eight year old cook spaghetti? <laughs> it's so weird. Complete freak show. Yeah. The, the mother obviously is extremely upset. You know, she right. says to everybody, amazing mother, goes out of her way, treasures children. Maybe she's too concerned about her image. You know Maybe, what I mean? right. Because what this is, perfect window of opportunity just to leave. She's with yeah. another family. She Maybe. knows how to cook spaghetti. That's great. If you have the skill to boil water, mm-hmm. you can survive in this crazy old rock right. of a world. But I think that she needs to run, and she's not going to because she's like, I need to make sure that I get the Mother of the Year award. Like, I can't possibly be guilty because look at everything I did for her. Right. Maybe she was just too much to handle, and she was, like, desperately just trying to get her off her plate. Well, look, and she, onto a she's plate an of spaghetti adult. with a new she's family. She's an adult. Like, I, I don't have to deal with her anymore because, look, she has teeth and pubes. The murderous aspect, though, comes the violence. That's true. Yeah. I would want her off my plate, too. Absolutely. There's probably, like, some qualities to her. They're like, that's nice. Mm-hmm. What she doesn't have in a family, she makes up for in pubic hair. Right. <laughs> So the story keeps going. I don't want to leave you off on that yet, buddy. We got more. 
God. So is there a death? There's not gonna be a death. I don't. We'll see. Okay. So the mom is completely devastated that why she's being investigated. Oh, she's okay. being investigated. I she's for... like upset about like she's making spaghetti for someone that isn't. No, no, me. no, no. She's completely devastated about the accusations that she abandoned a child. Oh, right. Because that's not good for her character. She of she her needs, she's... amazing mother right. persona that we don't know if is real or not. She might be great. I don't want right. to tarnish her more. So that's her. That's the mom's side of the story. Okay. So now we're going to hop into the police department's version of events. Okay. So the sheriff's department, this is all the documentation that they gathered on this investigation of Natalia. They stated that at the children's hospital, hospital. Hospital. A a Dr. Riggs carried out a bone density test on Natalia in June of 2010. So this is one month after she was adopted. It concluded that she was aged approximately at eight years old. So this would be two years older than she was supposedly okay. going to be on her birth certificate. But was that a different bone density test that said she was 14? Mm-hmm. So there's two done. One was done much later? Uh, so was, there's three. A further skeletal test carried out two years later at the same facility concluded she was around 11 years old. Oh, she's just growing real quick. Yeah. She's she- a superhero. <laughs> Someone called the Avengers. We got a new hero. It's about right. So if she was about eight... And then two years later, she was around 11. That's okay. If, that's she, true. if she's yeah. like eight and a half. Right, right, right. She's just drinking a lot of milk. So right. it's speeding so that, up a little bit. So that's not crazy to think that. No, it really isn't. I think the original other one was around 2012 or 2013 that said she was 14. Okay. But these two other scans. So that she's growing At a children's normally. hospital. Yeah. So yeah. she says she's growing normally, but she was slightly older than she was supposed to be. The affidavit reveals that it was Natalia herself who told the police in 2014 that she had been left alone when her adoptive parents moved to Canada. The document further says that when an officer spoke with Michael, the husband, he admitted he knew all along that Natalia was a minor child when she was allegedly abandoned. What? Yeah, so... What? The husband said that. The, the husband said this. Mystery Michael. Yeah, he divorced Christine in 2014. Okay, here we go. Has since remarried and settled back in Indiana. So he right. left Canada. Still didn't come back to help little girls that he claims they knew was abandoned, young and abandoned. So yeah, still so not totally out of the I'm assuming, legal waters. Yeah, maybe that weighed on his conscience and he couldn't be with this woman who knowingly abandoned a child. Well, maybe she was running the show the whole time. Right. Furthermore, in the document, it adds that Michael, the husband, admitted that Christine told Natalia to tell others that Natalia looks young but was actually 22. Okay. She told Natalia to say that when people asked her yes. her age. Papa says, Mama says, mm-hmm. baby, tell people that you are 22. A woman. A woman. A woman. <laughs> she a woman. Uh, of course, the attorney denies that Christine ever said this. Of course. He can't prove it. The police affidavit is not true. Michael never said that he knew Natalia was a child. The police knocked on Michael's door, and he spoke to them for three hours without an attorney present. Okay, so what that means is they knocked down his door, and he was interrogated for three hours. <laughs> yeah. Alternatively, they knocked on the door, asked about the case, and then he was, like, so ready to just... That's Let true. it all That's hang out. That's also true. And he talked to him for three hours, and the police were like inching their way to the door. Yeah, okay, we're good. We got okay, you. We got okay, you. We, right, we got it. Right, like two right, hours. Right. Thing, thing, thank yeah. you. That would be me. Like so much yeah. guilt. Like I just finally somebody asked me. Let me tell you. <laughs> Let me tell you about this fucked situation. 
So the attorney argues that because of this, the statements he gave were clearly taken out of context. Right. Yeah. Coerced testimony. So the court case continues. It's still there's no real verdict. It's just getting more and more messy. Yeah, more more muddy. For Natalia, the parents, the attorneys, the police, no one knows where she is. She still hasn't been found. All we know is that her bones are growing stronger by the day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the the article says that despite the possibility she's now thirty years old, Natalia's Whoa. full court records will remain sealed until a court decides she was a child or not because the adoption cases are treated as confidential. No one will have access until it's determined she's a woman or she is child. That's where it is currently? No. Oh god. <laughs> So uh, Natalia last saw her adopted father, Michael, when she was in court in 2016. Yeah. It says that Natalia was living on her own, and a couple named Antoine and Cynthia unexpectedly applied to become Natalia's guardians, which meant proving she was a minor and restoring her original birth date. A judge ordered a fresh hearing to establish Natalia's age with Michael Barnett, the father, and a number of experts giving evidence. So they're still trying to figure out the age. They're still trying to figure out the age, yeah. It's such a compliment to her youthful looks. Yeah, her youthful appearance. You could be 30 or you could be 14. We're not really <laughs> sure. We're not sure, <laughs> but we're frightened. The couple tried to overturn the 2012 results, thinking she was still a child. The Barnetts filed an objection, claiming that Natalia was an adult. The judge upheld the original results, and the couple dropped the guardianship petition for Natalia. So, where we are now, Christine and Michael Barnett both claim their innocence. Christine said, quote, I am being charged by the state of Indiana for crimes against a child when the state of Indiana has determined multiple times that Natalia was an adult, end quote. So, the abandonment charges occurred in 2019? Uh, yeah. Okay. Christine Barnett surrendered to authorities on Thursday, September 19th, and was released after posting a $5,500 bond. The ex-husband, Michael, surrendered to the county jail on September 18th and was immediately released after posting a $5,000 bail. And that's where we're, we're left off. But if you've looked at pictures of her, it does look like a child. Oh, no, for sure. But she also looks like an adult. She kind of does. But also shows pictures that she's drawn and, like, paintings and stuff. But you can falsify that. I don't know that I could. Yeah, I, I've seen some people that can barely draw, a, like, a house. There's, like... A, like a square with a triangle on top. I feel like there's a certain creativity with a child. Yeah. Where their drawings are very obvious. I don't even know if I would know how to fake that. Like, but but, but if you, if you tried and you saw who you thought was a child doing it, mm -hmm. you're not going to question that. You're be like, this kid's a good artist. Right. Because she's only, what, like, eight or whatever? So, like, she can still yeah. draw kind of shitty and get away with it that's true i think it could be either honestly yeah, i think no one's entertaining the very likely possibility that this is some sort of freaky friday incident where there's yeah. a single mother with a son and a daughter and a witch turned all of they turned the mother young and the kids old Ooh. and the kids couldn't hack it long enough and they said sorry mom we can't be raising you like this right they left their mom and now they're stuck in this weird limbo because like magic is not accepted in the u.s courts <gasps> And the witch is nowhere to be found because she flew off. It's I, I don't, right. I don't know. Right. It's the perfect It's the perfect conclusion. crime. It's the perfect prank. I, I really liked that story. I thought it was really interesting. It was it like It bothers me because there's no conclusion. Deep my in the like the pit of my stomach, I'm uncomfortable because part of me thinks that's probably an adult woman. 
really think about like the mental problems she's had. Yeah. When what's her face was getting her ready to go to college, the kid was like, "Yeah, no problem. I guess I'll do that." Wouldn't like, you though, she... if you were a kid? I guess. I don't. Know. If you don't know any better, and your parents are like, "All right, we're gonna go get social security cards," like you wouldn't know any better. But I also don't know if I would be able to play if along were... that well for three years to not tell anybody for three yeah. years. Like, I'm just gonna live in this filthy apartment that right. I don't know how to clean because I'm eight. But if you're don't know any better then what are you gonna do like your parents are like all right this is what we're doing now we're gonna do this and you're gonna follow along because you're a kid whereas if you were an adult and you wanted to be a child if you were pretending to be a child you would fight that social security you would fight that so hard hold on right yes yes however she had a pink dress in her apartment and a pink bike where did she buy these she probably was like I'm a fucking child and I want to dress I like a go, child. I better go find a Walmart and purchase a bike, which you have to ask an attendant to help you with. Mm-hmm. That's not something an eight-year-old would do. Maybe. Are you kidding me? So she, she are, pink, are, Also pink. Like, really? Are going to be that obvious? That's, a, that's an adult move. If you're a child and you get money, you're telling me the first thing you're going to do is not go in a store and buy all that shit that you want? Well, first of all, it's like 2016. She should have bought like an Xbox. Yeah, but she's a kid. She's like, I want a bike, you know. That's and true. She didn't like dolls or whatever. She liked dressing then, up. And why, bikes would she, and then, stuff. then why would she want a pink dress? Because oh, that's that is the uh, I won this. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> she don't, I don't like. Know, she she likes don't pink like dresses. dolls. She wouldn't like pink dresses. That doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean anything. I like to, I like to hear that notion stand in court. Objection, Your Honor. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> I don't want to play with dolls, but I'll wear a pink dress. Order in the court. <laughs> so, how's that for a mini episode? You like that? I think that was like a nice little chunk, nice little little uh, little taste. A little f- of something unusual Feast. from your two favorite ghouls, uh, Jeremy and Kaylee. I almost called you Jeremy as well. <laughs> from Jeremy, Jeremy. And Jeremy. Jeremy. That's two me. I kind of like that. I kind of like that structure of episodes. So if you guys liked listening to that and having just a little something, something to get you by in between our yep. full length episodes, uh, let us know. Uh, please email me. I'm so lonely. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's gotten to. Just, just anything. Just, anything. Or just anything. Um, I do read all of them. I may not respond right away, but I, <laughs> I do read them. So send me an email. Uh, according to an idiot at what a weird gmail.com. Uh, but we also have a Facebook and Instagram, according to an idiot. We do. And, and you know what? I'll, I'll put up a picture of the of the creepy girl on Instagram. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Uh, so you guys can see for yourself, uh, you know, unless you can just pull out your phone and, do, and Google it. That's also an option, but yeah, it'll be there up, on Instagram. Put up this one with her in a tiara. Oh, you know what? That one's tougher. Yeah. I right? didn't see that photo. See, she likes tiaras, so she'll like a pink dress. No, her mom bought that for her. And she loves it, the smile. Look at her. She's loving it. She's loving it. Look at that shit-eating grin on her face. Yeah. She's like, I'm 22 (laughs) and I'm loving this. Yeah. To finish that thought, we have a Twitter as well. We do. At Idiots Accord. We will also maybe respond to you. (laughs) (laughs) We're shy. Yeah. I I have weird responses to everybody, I think. (laughs) I read them today. I was like, Kaylee wrote that. That was Kaylee. (laughs) You can tell. Jeremy's like, thank you so much. We appreciate you. And I'm like... We've been waiting for you. Yeah, someone was like, <laughs> I just found out about this show. I'm loving it. And Kaylee was like, thank you so much. We were waiting for you to find us. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah, Jeremy's- Always playing hide and seek? Yeah, Jeremy's very professional. And I'm, I I go straight for creepy. <laughs> We've been waiting for you to find us. So if you're into that, uh, tweet me. I'll write you a creep message. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
Uh, but yeah, you can also leave us a review on iTunes if you'd like. Stay tuned for our full-length episodes, which will be coming soon. And hopefully on a more regular basis. We'll see. Yes. We're busy uh, people. Yeah, we're, Well, we're busy, but not in a too-good-for-you kind of way. We both work full-time and go to school full-time. It's like a miserable, unproductive busy. I try to put as much effort as I can into the edits, sometimes too much. So I take a little bit longer with that sweet, sweet sound design for y'alls. No comment. No comment. Um, <laughs> and uh, so hopefully we can get you uh, more content on a more regular basis, starting with stuff like minisodes. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. Again, give us feedback. Spit on us. Yell at us. Whatever. I love you guys. See you next time. Stay spooky. Boop, boop, boop.